It's an honor to be here. Uh, it brings me back a lot of memories. I, I, I used to come here when Graciano was the pastor. So if the pastor says I'm older than him, I think I'm the age of Methuselah. But praise God, we're here anyway. God has been good. <laughs> uh, greetings to the pastors. I love them. their family. We're not just uh, in the same organization. We're family. And, and that's what ministry is about. Amen. Let's go to the word of God. Book of Genesis, chapter 28. Genesis chapter 28, verse 13 through 16. Read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou lest, to thee will I give it, and to the seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. We ask you, Lord, that as we meditate on your word, you speak to us as you do every single day. In Jesus' name we ask, amen and amen. You may be seated. It's an interesting story that you hear. It's the story of a man who knew about God. Many of us, I could probably say, were probably brought up in church or we heard of the gospel, somebody preached to us. But it was not until we had that personal encounter with God. Something has to happen for me to understand who God is. Here is a man who is running from his brother because he stole his blessing. And now he's running afraid because his brother is searching him out to look for him. And not to bless him, kiss him, but to die and kill him. Because now he realizes what he has lost. He has lost his firstborn or his blessing. And now he wants it back. But it's interesting that he's having a dream. And in the dream, he sees God. He understands that God speaks to him. Many times God speaks to us and we don't take it in reality. We take God's word for granted and we say, oh, yeah, I've heard that many times before and it's not going to happen. It's interesting that as he's hearing God, he wakes up of his dream and he says, 
Surely God was healed. And I knew it not. It is a shame for a man to say God was healed and I did not know it. I don't know about you, but I can't be anywhere without God. I don't leave my house unless he comes with me. Because I'll mess up. <laughs> but if he's with me, I'm okay. If he's with me, he'll direct my path. He'll order my step. He'll make me walk in the way that he wants me to walk. You see a gentleman here, Jacob, who's trying to hide. And in the midst of hiding, God tells him, I'm going to give you this land. And it's interesting, and I love the Old Testament because every time God would speak <coughs> or God would do something, the first thing they would do was raise an altar. We, we have to go back to raising altars to what God has done. We have to learn to, I, I, I remember, I, I love going to African-American churches, and, and I love to get there early, bright and early, because they have what's called devotional or devotions. And it's not singing, it's just testifying about what God has done. And I always remember there's always that older lady who says, I thank God that I woke up this morning. I thank God that he gave me food on my table. I'd be like, go ahead, sister, help yourself. <laughs> but see, it's awesome to understand that everything that we do, we can do only by the grace of God. And if he's not with us, we're not going too far. Jacob has a calling on his life. Jacob knew what God was going to do. He had heard through Abraham, through Isaac, he had heard about what was happening in his life. But God says, I need to get a hold of you myself. And he builds an altar and he calls it Bethel. The place where God dwells. I asked Pastor Sister, what's, what's the theme? What's, you know, usually when we have these things, we, we put a theme to it. He said, God has been with us. I was near my wife, and as soon as he said, God has been with us, I said, God was here, and I didn't even know it. I had to go look up the text. It, it, just, it just came down. I said, God was here, and I didn't know it. Many times you've been through hell and high water, but yet God was there, and you still did not know it. But God's grace kept you strong. It's all about God's grace and understanding that it is not us, it is him. That if we're celebrating seven years, we, we, we want to thank Pastor Mike and Pastor Six, but they're only the vessels that God has used. It, this is all a God thing. I, I heard the brother that followed AJ say that Pastor Six said on, on Wednesday that he was running. He's always been running. Problem is he doesn't get too far. Um, but um, <laughs> hallelujah. I, I had to come up with a way to get him back up. <laughs> but he, he's always been running. And he was running for ministry. Man, let me tell you something. If you're here and you have a ministry calling on your life, don't run. Don't run. It don't matter how far you go, he's going to get you. He's going to fulfill the purpose in your life. He's a sovereign God. 
when he puts his hand over your head, he will not leave you nor deceive you. He will walk you through into your destiny. I heard Pastor Six was running for ministry, but seven years ago, the Lord got him. The Lord said, how much more are you going to run? How much more are you going to stop what's in your heart? Because the only way you can run for ministry is when you know something's in here. Mm, my God. <laughs> I, I remember when I was about eight years old. My father has always said this story, and I hope it's true. I, I, I believe my father, whatever he says is gold. He, he, he's as old as Pastor Mike, but he's older than Pastor Mike, actually. <laughs> but he, he says that from the age of three, when I was three years old, the Lord told him and my mother, separating for the ministry. And I, and I, and I knew it because, you, you, you know, as, as Puerto Rican parents, they're, they're all excited. They're, yeah, that's the one that's going to be the minister. And everybody pays you and everybody says, okay, he's going to be in ministry. But everybody would come and ask me, how do you feel about being a minister? I don't want to do that. Why not? I know what they suffer. Why not? I know how much pain they got to go through. I said, I live at home. I don't want that. But I was about eight years old. The Lord came and the Lord said, I have called you from birth. And you can run, but you can't hide. I will fulfill the purpose that I have in you. And, you know, as a pastor's kid, everybody was like, okay, so he, he grew up, graduated. When you going to go pastor? Whenever the Lord says. I wasn't running. I, I was doing work. I was ministering with my dad. I was the youth pastor. I was this, I was that. I worked with the youth in our region. We did everything. But everybody wanted me to pastor because that's what God said. And I had always said, I will not leave until God gives me the okay to leave. At the age of 28, the Lord said, it's time to go. And let me explain to you, it's not easy to go into ministry. But it's not easy when you've been in a church for 28 years. You've developed there. Your leadership has been there. People see you. They, they, you, you have a little bit of a clout. And now all of a sudden, the Lord's going to pluck you out. And take you to a land that you've never been to before. I'll never forget the Lord said you're going. And you're going out to a foreign land. I was like yeah okay whatever. They sent me to Virginia. Like, oh this is going to be awesome. I started looking up researching what Virginia was. I saw Virginia and it says Virginia is for lovers. I was like oh it's going to be beautiful. Till I got to Virginia and I started realizing oh Lord this is real. Had dad, didn't have mom and dad next to me no more. I didn't have, I, I was all by myself out there, four hour ride, and it was rough. The 15 day old baby. I remember telling the Lord, Lord, are you crazy? He says, just follow me. I followed him. 22 years later, I can tell you the Lord has been faithful. I, I can tell you that, yes, we have gone through highs and lows. But we have seen God every day. And there's been moments in my life personally where God was there and I did not know it. 
Because instead of looking at what God was showing me, I was too busy surrounded looking at what was encompassing me. See, many times God wants us to look with spiritual eyes and we start looking with our physical eyes and we see all the difficulties and all the adversities and we don't understand that there is a reason behind it. This past June, I had a car accident. Coming back from preaching, praise God. Who says that when you're doing God's will, you don't have accidents? We were coming back. It was nice. We got on the Garden State Parkway, and it started raining, pouring rain. Car slipped. I only remember three turns. My wife says there were six. Next thing I know is that I'm in the trauma hospital, busted head, lost consciousness. My daughters went to see me. I video phoned with my son, and I don't remember anything. And I was asking the Lord a couple weeks ago, why? Why did you allow that to happen? I said, God, we're in the midst of you blessing us in the church and we're doing this. We're working for you. And all God said was just wait. Started talking to a friend and he was going through something similar. And I said, you know what? Whatever the enemy says is not for death. There's things that will come to your life, but they're not to kill you. They're to build your character. And this church is going into a stage of growth. Because as years come by, you will continue to grow and mature. And you will understand that there was a purpose. Behind all of that nagging from Pastor Mike. Let's get this done. And sisters like, I'm not ready. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. He had brakes on. But the moment he obeyed God, you start walking in faith. I love the fact that he says that when they started, there was more teal than people. I can tell you it's not easy to preach to empty pews. It hurts our ego. <laughs> it hurts us as pastors, preachers. It hurts us because we want the place packed. But it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience in the sense of trusting God that the word that you're saying has life. Hallelujah. And that the word will take care of filling the seats. Because it's not about us. It's about him. Whenever you think you have made it anywhere, remember it's only by the grace of God that you've made it. J Jacob is in the place and he calls it Bethel. And the reason why he calls it Bethel is because he understands, I know it has not been easy, but God has been with me. I know I came up here running from my brother, but I've seen God's glory. You started out small. You started out maybe with more pews than people. But now you're beginning to see God work on your behalf. And God answered the faith that you have. Because all it takes is one man, one woman with faith to decide God is with us. The difference about you and Jacob, Jacob didn't know it. 
Jacob enjoyed the dream. Jacob enjoyed the blessing that he was receiving, but he did not know God was there. Something happens when you realize that you're in the presence of God. I don't know about you. I can talk about me. When I'm in the presence of God, I might cry. might fall on the floor. It's all right. That's just me. I'm sensitive to the move of the spirit. But I've understood that there's others that will laugh, that will jump up and down. And I got no problem with that. Went to a church and I almost got kicked. That's how good the message was. Pastor was so excited he kicked me. I was like, whoa, whoa man, I ain't preaching that hard. After the service, he says, I'm sorry. I said, no problem. He says, but while you were speaking, I saw God's glory on you. I was like, thank you. That's God. That's, that's got nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm just the messenger. And I came to tell you today, love, power, and grace, who are celebrating seven years, I came to tell you God is with you. And God has been faithful. God has helped you through these early stages. Now is the time to buckle up. I love that theme, seven up. I love that. It's time to build on the foundation that you have. And tell God, God, if you brought us this far, take us as far as you want to go. And you might have your detractors and you might have your doubters, but you keep on moving. Don't let nobody stop your dream. Don't let nobody stop your work in ministry. Allow them to understand God is with me. If you don't know it, that's on you. But I know that the power of God is in this place. And there's not only power of God, but there's love of God. And there's grace of God in this place. And you are to show others what God has done in your life. May God bless you today and forever.